All right, you ready? Praise the Lord. I just feel very happy inside me, I don't know why, but it's fine. Okay, this morning I want to share something very, very simple. You know, my, my subjects are always very simple subjects. This one is very simple. And it's simply called, or I'm saying, you have it. That is, it's so simple. Isn't it simple? You have it. <laughs> you have it. You see, the problem why we don't really move and succeed in life is because we don't know that we have it. Is it, do you understand that? We don't know that we have it. We have it. We, you have it. What it takes to live, what it takes to create, what it takes to make this happen, you have it. Amen? That we don't know. That's the problem. Now, you see, the Bible tells us we are made in the image and the likeness of God. So if we are made in the image and the likeness of God, and God have it, and God can do things because he's God, you also, in fact, scripture says, ye are gods. That means you have what it takes to create what you want. Hallelujah. Let me, let first of all read from Genesis. Genesis chapter 1. Let's look at verse 1 and 2 down to 3. You know the story. You know the picture. Very, very interesting. But how many of you understand, for instance, that Genesis, the five old books of the book, were all written by Moses? You know that? Come on, you know that? Now the question is, where was Moses when God was creating? How did he get to know how God created? Because he wrote it. Moses wasn't there when God created. Is that okay? But here he's telling you what God did. How did he know? If Moses can know what God did, you also can know what God did, and not just that, how you were supposed to be even before you came here. Do you understand that? In the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. And the air was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Now, I'm going to be dealing fully with that this week, from Wednesday. The earth was without form and void. What does it mean? When is it we're going to be dealing with that? I want to explain this passage. You know, people have always conjured so many things about it. God created, and then the devil, you know, came down, fell, and the earth was destroyed, and God started all over again. But no, 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 no. That's not true. Look at this passage. If you look at this very closely, the Bible tells us the Spirit of the Lord move upon the face of the waters. What that really means is the glory of God moved upon that which was without form and void. Right? If you check it out, as we're going to explain, you find that it simply means like a hen will brood over the eggs to hash them. It means these things were in a formative stage but there was no life in them. So the spirit came upon so that life can be impregnated upon them. Are you see that with me? They were already existing but no life in them. So the spirit comes, you see, there's an egg there. Now it takes the heat of the mother egg to cause life to come in. Are you still there? And, and you find the same principle when God was to bring in Jesus here. The Bible made us understand that the prophecy that came to Mary was the glory of the Lord shall be upon thee. And that holy thing that shall be formed on thee shall be called what? The Son of God. So when the glory came over, Mo, I mean over Mary, there was a formation in her. Are you sitting there with me? So from the place of the glory, there was a deposit of the life of God. So that which was empty was now filled with what? With life. Is that all right? So when God said, let there be life, now the first thing I want you to pick up this morning as it relates to you is this. You can't create anything without something. Nothing can exist without nothing. Is that okay? All right. So for instance, if you want to create a table, 
you've got to have wood to be able to create a table. Are you there with me? There is nothing you will ever create in life without a source. So if there was a time when there was only God, then the question is, where did he get the material with which he created the things you see called heaven and earth? It simply means they existed within him. So God have it. Do you understand it now? So what's the next thing that God did? That which he had, he spoke into what? Into existence. So when he said, let there be light, it's like saying, light to permeate the earth that is coming out of me. Everything that was in him began to come out and light was going into those things and now they begin to express themselves based on the light that was coming to them. So everything that you can ever find in creation came out of God because there is no time Anything else existed except who? God. And you can have anything without something. You can create anything without a source. So the first beginning or the first source of everything is God. Meaning God spoke everything out of himself. So what he wanted is what came out. Is that okay? Now you say, but that is God. I will explain something to you now. Let's go to the book of Mark. Mark. Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4. You have it. Let's look at 35 to 36, then 37 and 38. You know the story as well. A little bit of a long one. Let me just read. Uh, 35. Mark. On the same day, when the eve was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. When they had sent away the multitude that took him, even as he was in the ship, and there was also with him other little sheep. Now Jesus and his disciples trying to cross the sea. Verse 37. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was not full. And he was in the, in the part of the ship, sleep on the pillow. And they awoke him and said unto him, Master, Carries thou not that we perish. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the, the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you fearful? Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Hallelujah. The question is this. What gave Jesus the power to stop the wind? Remember what he declared. He said, peace be still. Where did the peace come from that he declared? The peace was within him. He had peace on the inside. And what he had on, on his inside is what he spoke into what? Into existence. Now, you see, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 6, what did the Bible call him? He's called the Prince of Peace. So he has peace, so he gave peace. Are you listening to me? You can only create what you have. If I creating what you have, it's revealing what's on your inside. God called all things forth into existence. Now hear what Jesus declaring peace because he is the Prince of Peace. In fact, the word peace or prince there actually means the head, a head person. It stands for, in terms of ranking, a captain, and on and on. In other words, when he says the prince of peace, that means the altar of peace. That means the source of peace. Are you getting that? So now, because he has peace within him, what's the next thing that he did? He spoke the peace into the problem. So now, Whenever you have an issue, and if you have the Prince of Peace in your life, what are you supposed to do? You speak peace to the situation. What you have is what you give. Are you getting that? So no matter how your trouble looks like, no matter how rough the situation is, if only you can recognize that you have peace on your inside, because you have the Prince of Peace on your inside, you can speak peace to the situation, and the situation will obey you. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says, we shouldn't be worried 
in everything, with prayer and thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Is that okay? And again, in the book of 1 Thessalonians, the Bible says, And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your face shortly. The God of peace. If you have God, you should have peace. And if you have peace, you can declare peace. When there is storm, what God wants you to declare is what? Peace. I told us on, on, on Wednesday. See, what we declare as God's glory, I mean, as, his, as, his, as a carrier of his glory, is what we see. Remember, I explained to you, if you check in Psalm 91, you know, we'll come to that. But let me just move on a little bit. We'll come to it very shortly. But do you follow what I've just said there? He is the prince of peace, so he could declare what? Peace. That's what he has on his inside. And that's what made him to be sleeping. Is the peace that passes all understanding. We have to become like him. Listen to me. You don't have any example, any other example that you are supposed to follow. The Bible made us to understand that we have to grow into the stature of the measure of who? Of Christ. He is our measurement. He is our standard. Not one man, not one big man. No, no, no. Christ is the standard. So, in fact, everything that he is intends us to become. You know what the Bible says? It says, every servant must be as his master. So if Jesus is our master and we are his servant, God expects us to be like him. Hallelujah. So if we have to be like Christ, what did he do when the storm was raging? He simply spoke. He didn't cry. No, 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 no. He didn't shout. No, he spoke. Listen, if you have come to the place of accurate understanding of who you are and you have that knowledge of the fact that God dwells on your inside, I want to say something. He that has the revelation gives orders. Can I explain what I mean now? Look at Ahab. Look at Elijah. There was this contest that took place. How many of you remember that? And when Elijah made a pronouncement and he told Ahab, you know, you begin to run because the rain is about to fall. The king began to run. Why? Because somebody got a revelation. If you have understanding, you will lead people. And you can't be a leader without accurate revelation of what you want the people to do. Elijah could lead the king because he had understanding that rain is going to fall, which the king didn't know. The king began to run. Mount the chariot and go in them. But then we are told that Elijah got speed and overran Ahab with the chariot. God is going to give some of you speed. Amen. Hallelujah. There is a place in God where you will receive speed to overrun even your enemies. Glory to God. So Jesus had peace within him. Therefore he declared peace. What you have is what you give. But again I remind you you have it. And because you don't know that you have it, you are unable to give it out. Reasons why you can't express certain things because you do not know that you have it. Let me show you something. Book of Acts, chapter 3. Acts 3, verse 4. Here the Bible says, you know the story as well, Peter was going worship on the temple with other disciples, John, and they found this lame man by the gate, beautiful gate, and he was expecting them to give him some money. But this is the story. And Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John, and look on us, said, look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. He was expecting money. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee. 
Was he having something? <laughs> you haven't. Did you get that? Such as I have, I give thee. And he said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the Bible says, pick up the man and the man begin to walk. So what was Peter having? He had Christ. Do you have Christ? So what am I saying? You have it. Now, so Peter gave what he had. He had Christ. The lame man have to walk because Peter gave what he's having. See, when I go, have I no by such as I have. Man, it's about time you make declaration of what you have. Anywhere you find yourself, you should be able to know you have something on your inside. And you can make a declaration and that thing will respond to your declaration. Peter have something. See, when I go, have I none. But such as I have, I give thee. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Now, why do you think he used the word Jesus of Nazareth? Because there were other Jesuses. But the Jesus that performed the miracle is the one that was from Nazareth. Do you understand that? Hallelujah. Other people were called Jesus in his days. But this is the Jesus of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. So that the demon or whatever situation will recognize the name. If you simply say Jesus, no, no, no. It's like demon, which of them do you mean? So you have to be specific. You see, because even at the time of baptism, remember, God said, this is my beloved son in whom I will please hear, hear him. Demons hear him, wind hear him, storm hear him, earth hear him, creation hear him. He's my son. So Peter said, this is the Jesus of Nazareth, the one that God declared they must obey. So you better rise up and walk. Hallelujah. I'm saying you have it. Do you have Jesus? Okay, that means anywhere you find yourself, what are you supposed to do? Give what you have. Create what you want. Reveal the situation you want. You have it. Hallelujah. Act chapter 5, find an interesting story. Act 5, look at verse 15. An interesting story. I tried to explain this on Wednesday. Are you there with me in Acts chapter 5, verse 15? Is someone that, now here's Peter now, that they brought folk, the sick, into the street and laid them on, on beds and couches that are the night, I mean the least, the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Hallelujah. What was it that was healing the people? The same Peter that said, rise up and walk. is the one that the shadow was healing people. What shadow do you mean? Now the Bible says that we're putting the people by the roadside. So if it is this kind of shadow you see when the light is coming through, then I think we're in trouble. How? Because if it is noonday, his shadow will be so short, right under his feet. Therefore nobody by the side will get healed. If it is evening and the sun is setting now, the shadow will be to the left. Therefore, those on the right side will never be healed. Come on, are you following what I'm talking about? So what is it that was healing people? It wasn't this kind of shadow you see, which comes from what is called a little bit of reflection. But listen to this. Give us Psalm 91 again. Let's explain this. Psalm 91. Verse 1. And the Bible says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abound that what? The shadow of the Almighty. Can you get that? Okay. My question is this. Bible tells us God is light and in him is no darkness at all. That means no shadow in God. So what shadow is this? The glory, hallelujah. 
Do you understand that? Okay, so where do you find the glory? On top of the ark. Where you have the cherubim covering the mercy seat with their feathers. So go to verse 3 and 4. Hallelujah. What do you find in 3? Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the nose of pestilence. Verse 4. Look at that. He shall cover thee with what? His feathers and under his wings is God and animal. So where do you find the wings of God? You find the wings of God within the cherubims that cover the mercy seat. What he used to protect his glory is what he referred to as the wings and the feathers of God. Hallelujah. But the glory is right there between the wings of the cherubims. And that is why you call the shadow of the Lord. That is where the glory is. So when you say... He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. What he's trying to say in the true sense is this. You have to move your Christianity from being the outer court down to not just the middle court, but to the most holy place. The glory is not in the outer court. The glory is not in the middle place. The middle place is Pentecost. The glory is not even in Pentecost per se. The glory moves down to the most holy place. Are you still there with me? He said your Christianity must go beyond being in the altar court to the most holy place. And then you are protected. Are you still there with me? At that stage, no pestilence, no disease, no sickness. Oh, come on, somebody needs to understand. He will deliver thee from the noiseless pestilence. The news that is going on, God said he will deliver you if you can find yourself in the most holy place. And the greatest threat on the earth today is Ebola. God said, if you can find yourself in the most holy place, he will deliver you from the noiseless pestilence. Did you get that? Praise the living God. So the shadow of the Lord is his glory. Now, if the shadow of the Lord is his glory, what was the shadow of Peter? The glory. The glory that Peter carried was what was healing people. Now, he wasn't shouting for the people to be healed. Oh, no, I want you to get that. He wasn't barking. He wasn't shouting. He was just walking, and the glory was doing what he was supposed to do. Peter had it. So he said, that which I have, I give unto you. And I'm saying, you do what? You have it. Glory to God. Are you following me? All right. So we're talking about the shadow of Peter. Let me show you something. You can change your environment by this understanding, by this glory that you carry. You have it. Let me explain. 1 Samuel. Chapter 7. Let's look at verse 13. Very interesting. I used to like this. 1 Samuel 7, 13. Are you there with me? So the Philistines were subdued and they came no more into the coast of Israel and the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel interesting the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel that means as long as Samuel was alive the Philistines had no power to invade Israel some of you must become real fathers in your home. Hallelujah. That is not about what you do, it's not about what you say, but because you're standing as a father, there are some sicknesses, there are some diseases that can no longer invade your family. You have to stand up. And can I say something? You have it. Is that okay? As long as Samuel was standing, remember, the Philistines were the greatest enemy of Israel, but as long as Samuel was alive, the Bible says the Philistines will have no way of coming to Israel to do havoc. We need more of Samuels today that can carry what we're talking about. Are you still there with me? Okay, go to something very interesting. You'll like this. 1 Samuel 19. Look at verse 18. Hallelujah. Now, you know, Samuel and David, you know the story how that 
I mean, Saul. Saul wanted to kill David and was running away from him and was hiding all over the place. So let's look at this. So David fled and escaped and came to Samuel to Ramah and told him all that Saul had done to him. And he and Samuel went and dwelt in out. And it was told Saul, saying, Behold, David is at Nauth in Ramah. And Saul sent messengers to take David. And when they saw the company of the prophet prophesying, and Samuel standing as appointed, mark that in your Bible, over them, the Spirit of God was upon the messengers of Saul, and they also do what? Prophesy. Hallelujah. Did you get that? As long as Simon was standing as appointed, those that were sent to come and destroy David, they end on becoming ministers. Are you there with me? What is happening here? The presence of Samuel as the father of the prophetic school, or sure, prophetic school, the sons of the prophets, has created an atmosphere in that place. That if you go in there, your mind is changed. If you go in there, your spirit is taken away. You receive another spirit, but just simply going close to where Samuel was. So if it evil was in your heart, you go there, you become a peacemaker. He wasn't fasting and praying. He carried the glory. Are you following me? What am I trying to say? You also have it. Because I'm talking about the glory of Christ. It means wherever you find yourself, certain things are bound to be just in place without you even shifting the fingers or lifting the finger. What am I trying to say? Saul was simply standing. I mean, Simon was simply standing. He wasn't doing anything. He wasn't conducting prayer meeting, whatever. But what do we see here? The enemies have no power to penetrate and do havoc because the glory of God has permeated the whole atmosphere. It means you can change your environment. You can change your family. By simply becoming who God ordained you to be. By simply realizing you have this glory. The glory that permeates the atmosphere in your home can make it impossible for negative spirit to come and walk in your family. You have it. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can be your place of work. With this understanding and knowing that you carry this glory. No enemy can. That's what I'm saying. It's not for how fast, how long you fast and pray. I'm not against that. But what I'm saying, if you truly carry the glory of God, is anybody following me? There is something that comes out of you. It's called aura. The aura is this one, is godly divine aura. It comes in an emanation. It's an energy that flows from within you. It just comes out even without you propping it. It is your life. So as you move around, there is this thing that is coming out of you. Something is oozing out of you. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? And the devil knows, the enemy knows, spirit knows. They know what is coming out of you. That is why they can't come close enough to you. You have it. Hallelujah. It's there. But you don't acknowledge it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, what am I saying here? The anointing, as it were, that was in the life of Saul, create, I mean, Simon, created what? An atmosphere. So that as you move in there, you key into what is going on. There is something that captivates you. There's something that captures you. There's something that turns your mind away. Man, what am I saying? You have it. And, and think about this. Yours could just be joy. Yours could just be love. Is that okay? And people come around you, and the whole of your house is something is just flowing, and nothing but what love. You know, something is just flowing around. People step in there, joy overwhelms them. Your heart becoming paradise on earth because out of you something is coming out. The spirit of love is flowing. The spirit of joy is flowing. Excitement on everybody's face. 
you can create it. You have it. I say you have it. Hallelujah. Demons can't touch what I'm talking about. Amen. They got to love you. Oh, come on. This is why the Bible says your enemy shall bow before you to leave the dust of your feet. They got to love you. Because that which I have, I give. So if you're giving love, they got to love you. If you're giving joy, they got to be joyful. They come around you, the only thing that flows around them is not about what? Joy. Hallelujah. I need a smile from somebody. Glory to God. You got to be happy because you have it. Change your atmosphere is what I'm saying. Create a new climate. Bring heaven down. Let heaven reign in your home. Let it reign in your family. You have it, you can create it. You have it, you can give it. Hallelujah. Remember, God created heaven and earth because he had it. Is that not true? Good. David, I mean, Peter could heal, shadow could heal because of God's shadow. Saul could protect the people because of God's glory all around him flowing. And the enemy cannot touch even those that come someday. That's why some of you listen to me. It's not because I pray so much for you. But you see, you can be protected simply because I'm standing where God has called me to be. Do you understand that? That's the way it works. David was saved because he was connected to who? To Samuel. That's all. David wasn't fasting, that's why Saul couldn't touch him. David wasn't fasting, that's why the messenger of Saul could not kill him. But simply because he was under the glory and the covering of Samuel. As long as Samuel was standing, in other words, if I don't shift from my calling, you are protected. Yeah. Are you following this? <laughs> you know, in my 25, I'm 23. Jesus speaking, he said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you that killed the prophet, have I decided to gather you like a hair with God of Isaac under his wings? How many of you have read that? What was his wing? His glory. I've decided to cover with my glory. But you are running away from my glory. So as long as Samuel was standing, his glory was there. He's got a feather to protect David. Are you still there with me? And the sons of the prophet, they were all preserved and protected because the glory was around. That was his wind. What am I saying? As long as I can stand in what God has called me to do, you are going to be under my covering. Amen. Glory to God. Not because of anything special, but because there is a mandate. Because there is a call. Understand it. As long as Samuel was standing as appointed. Hallelujah. So here we find that he carried the divine aura of God. What is an aura? The energy field that is held to emanate from a living being. That's what we call an aura. Energy field that emanates from a living being is called an aura. Some people have negative aura. And uh, uh, you know what, you know what, you know what they, people tell those people that have negative auras in an area this way, they said they have been bewitched and they have been charmed and they have been poisoned so they can't find favor, they can't find, anytime people see them, they don't want to come close. Have you, have you heard stories like that? It's still an aura, but a negative aura. But here I'm talking about positive aura that emanates from a living being. This is godly divine aura. Are you still there with me? And I'm saying you have it. But come to think about it. Even if you have a negative aura, by reason of coming close to Jesus, your aura will change. Do you understand that? The simplest way you can find what I'm talking about is the issue of the woman that have to break the alabaster box, Mary Magdalene, and wash the feet of Jesus with her hair. You break the box on Jesus, wash her feet, with her egg. Think about it. She was a prostitute. She was an outcast. She was neglected. Nobody wanted to think about her. Automatically, she got a negative aura. How many of you understand that? But as soon as she broke the alabaster bone on the feet of Jesus and rubbed her hair on it, 
tell me what's going to be the next thing that happens to Mary. She begins to smell like Jesus. Because the same perfume of Jesus was now upon her. She changed her aura. So the woman that was neglected is now being accepted. The woman that was looked down upon is now being looked onto. Are you getting me? Why? Because she got connected to who? To Jesus. So even if you have a negative aura, your aura is changing now. Yeah. Hallelujah. Men will look for you. Bible says you shall be called the sought after. Men will look for you because your aura is changing. Your perception is changing. The glory of Christ is coming out and through you. Glory to God. How many of you know the story of Laban? Let me just say this. The same thing. You have it. Genesis 30 verse 27. Mm. Hallelujah. Genesis 30 27. And Laban said unto him, that is unto Jacob, I pray thee, if I find favor in thy eyes, tarry, in other words, wait, don't go away, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. I've learned by experience. I don't want to let you go. In other words, even if I'm dropping people from job, I won't drop you. <laughs> Glory to God. Because I have learned by experience that since you came here, something happened to my business. There is something you carry. And I want to let it go. Men will look for you. Are you sitting there with me? If you get a job, they won't sack you. There is something that comes out. Your boss we know. Your manager we know. Your director we know. That there is something unique about this man. Say, man, don't go. Stay on. Since you came in, things change. I've, I've learned it. I've seen it. My business just start booming. I can't let you go. I still want you to stay. I want increase. I want more increase. No, some, there is something about you that is unique. Nobody has worked for me like this before, Jacob. So I can't let you go. Stay on. I see a glory in your life. And I'm saying the same thing to you. Your boss will never sack you. Hallelujah. In other words, when you step into an employment opportunity, things will start changing. Oh, come on. Things will just be changing for your boss. And you see, the Bible is so good. He said that faithful in another man's field shall also be, God shall give him his own. Amen? So we find at the end of the day, Jacob had quite a lot. Why? Number one, he was faithful there, and the glory that he carried was working for the man. And when Jacob was coming out, so much followed Jacob at the end of the day. And so shall he be with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Men shall look for you because you carry a glory. Let me tell you, nobody, you have it. Say it like you mean it, you have it. Hallelujah. Do you have it? Do you believe it? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Okay, let me, let me show you something. Let me show you something. And then we're going to pray for a while. Instead of praying, maybe we'll just give thanks to God. Because we have it. Okay, 2 Corinthians 4. Glory to God. Are we together? Yeah. <laughs> 2 Corinthians 4, I mean 2. Look at verse 14. Now thanks be unto God, which always, not sometimes, always, not some days, always, always, how many of you understand the word always, what it means? Always. Cause us to the world to triumph. Always. <laughs> Glory to God. In Christ Jesus. I make it manifest what? The server of his knowledge by us in every place. Glory. You have it. For if we for we are unto God a sweet servant of Christ in them that are saved and in them that perish. Okay, just leave that. Let me, I would like us to take this from the message. Go to the message. Second 
Corinthians 2 verse 14. You have it. You have the glory. God wants you to spread it. You know what? You know what these old people do? My old mom, those days, they want to rub powder. Huh? They put the powder in their palms, rub it, and they tap their hands. You see the powder just fill you. They are spreading the frangas of the powder. They put it on their face. The powder is smelling, they are smelling the powder. In other words, they are trying to say, by that simple practice, you're going to accept me. Hallelujah. Are you still there with me? <laughs> Look at this. Are you there with me, message? And I got it. Thank God. In the Messiah in Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. Hallelujah. Perpetual victory parade. Man, you are getting victorious every day. To us, it brings knowledge of Christ. Everywhere we go, people breathe in the exquisite fragrance. Can you get that? Everywhere we go, there is a particular perfume that we exhibit it. The, ex the perfume of Christ. May smell in Christ whenever. You have it. Glory to God. <laughs> Men are getting scared. You know, people sometimes get scared of body odor, but this one, <laughs> are you sitting there with me? You have it. Everywhere we go, there is something coming out of us. You have it. Are you sitting there? Okay, let's try to finish. Let how did we get this? How did we get this? Okay, 2 Corinthians 4. 2 Corinthians 4. You have it. Don't let any man tell you you are poisoned. Don't let any man tell you you, you, you. Don't let any man tell No, no, no. Forget about what men say. Just know that you have it. Anywhere you go, you're smelling fine. You got something that is stronger than cologne. Amen. You know, cologne is a kind of perfume. It's very strong, powerful, very expensive. But man, what you carry is stronger than cologne. Are you there with me? You didn't buy with money. He gave it to you. Okay, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6. Look at it. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our heart to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What light was that? In the beginning, God created heaven and earth, and air without form and void, and the Spirit of God moved upon the depth of the deep. Genesis 1, verse 3, the Bible now say what? Let there be light. Can you get that? When God commanded the light, light broke forth. Everything began to have light. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Light began to emanate everything. All dead things begin to come alive. Now, Jesus is saying, I mean, the scripture is saying here, you know what? You have the same light that God spoke in the beginning. Are you sitting there with me? And he had commanded the light to shine where? In our hearts. So as we move up, we are light bearers. We're distributing the life of God. Hallelujah. Now, look at this. Verse 7. Can you see that? But we have. What did I say you do? You have it, but we have this treasure where in 18 verses that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Praise the living God. Did you get that? Where do you have it? In 18 verses. Are you getting that? This body that looks like, what kind of thing is this? That's why somebody, don't mess up yourself and don't allow anybody to mess you up. There is something you carry. You are too precious. I mean, God has deposited something in you. You are just an ordinary man, but there is something you carry that when you walk around, people are looking for you. Hallelujah. They will look for you. Whether you are be a girl, they will look for you. You are a boy, they will look for you. Looking for a job, you're going to get it. Because there is something you carry. We have this treasure where? In everything.